At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds as we dive into this week's edition of an hour of golf betting conversation. Gentlemen, good to be back in the studio with you. Colin Morikawa, he cured what ailed him with the putter and took the World Golf Championship at the concession to kick off the Florida Swing last week in Bradenton. This young man, 24 years young, and he already has a WGC and a major, West. This kid's pretty good. Yeah, he does, uh, and only uh, two players have that feed at under 25 years mm. old, and that would be Colin Marikawa and one Tiger Woods uh, also uh, manage that feat. And look, when Marikawa can get his putter going, he gained uh, four strokes, I believe, combined, basically a stroke per round on the weekend uh, on the greens uh, for putting. When he does that, not very many people are going to beat him because he led the field in both approach and strokes gained tee to green. And the putter was firing. He is every bit a top three to five player in the world. All right. There's a decent chance that uh, he was out at the Summit Club in Las Vegas and he picked up some putting tips from watching Brady Cannon on the <laughs> yes. greens out there. Uh, I bet Colin Morikawa three times in the, on the Hawaii and West Coast swings. And uh, Morikawa didn't, didn't get there for me. I bailed on him after Riviera because of all the players who made the cut, he ranked last in the field in putting. Obviously, he had the new grip, and it took him, uh, I guess, a week to, to get adjusted to that because he put on a phenomenal uh, display in Bradenton. And uh, we, know, we know this kid has a ton of talent. It's just uh, frustrating, I think, as a golf better when you jump off the bandwagon uh, a week too soon. And we're always trying to time these things up with these players, when they're going to peak, when they're going to show up, and sometimes – 
uh, you're off by a week. And that was the case with uh, Morikawa for me and I think with West too, right? Yeah, I mean, he really didn't jump off the page. Yeah. We were trying, you know, you, you said it last week, Matt, that this was really kind of a guess because we didn't know this golf course. And we were trying to use the Nicholas correlation, you know, the Nicholas design. We were trying to use who played well in Florida. You mentioned the putting woes of Colin Morikawa. He didn't really jump off the page in any of those right. categories. But uh, what we saw for the first time in a while on tour was a 54-hole leader convert that into a win. And on Sunday, Wes, he was really unflappable. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think it was Brando Chambly at the Golf Channel, I believe, that made this comment and said, Morikawa in many ways is very much like Tiger Woods. But one way he is like Tiger, you know, obviously that's unfair to compare him to Tiger with anything. But I thought it made a lot of sense when he said, Unlike where the chasers put pressure on him, mm -hmm. he puts pressure on the chasers. And I think you really saw that when I was when you and I were watching that on Sunday together on the Green Zone on Beeson. Uh, Victor Hovland and Brooks Kepka and Billy Horschel, it felt like they were feeling the pressure. And Colin Marikawa was not feeling the pressure. I did have Hovland ended up tied for second, but uh, the chasers just couldn't catch up with him. Matt, I'll ask you, I really like the uh, recent routine where after the Genesis Invitational at Riviera, they would head down to Mexico for the WGC at Chapultepec. Now, of course, that had to change this year because of our good friend COVID. But how did you guys like the course <laughs> here, the uh, the concession? I, I thought it was pretty wild where guys could really go on a run and make a lot of birdies, and then you never know it. They were bound to make a double or a triple. I mean, it was kind of feast or famine out there. Yeah, I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did. It was not scenic, you know, like some of the West Coast courses. I was hoping uh, at one point that maybe uh, Pat Reed would get uh, scared by an alligator that was walking <laughs> across the course, uh, but or chased by an alligator. Uh, I think what, what I enjoyed about it the most was uh, it was challenging for the players. We saw some guys post some really high scores on some holes where it was kind of like a high risk, high reward type of situations. And uh, I like that type of golf. I don't like birdie fest. Like the John Deere Classic, where a guy can go, guys can go out and shoot 25 under par. I like to see the pros struggle a little bit, and I thought we saw that last week. And the streak continues for the crew on long shots as Wes Reynolds nails Brandon Grace at 20 to one to win the alternate tour event last week, the Puerto Rico Open. And gentlemen, that's five outright winners for the panel here in the last seven weeks. The pressure is on in Orlando, Wes. It is, and uh, credit to Brandon Grace, who uh, made eagle birdie to finish uh, in Puerto Rico one by one over uh, a surging Johnny Vegas. And uh, look, uh, nice emotional win for him, obviously, because he did lose his father, sadly, last month due to COVID-19. Uh, we actually had a couple up there. We had Grace and we had Rafael Campos at 200 to one and ends up tied for third. Well, we'll see if we can get another winner. Add that to the tally this week. Of course, this week, the tournament is the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. And joining us momentarily, it will be David Bierman of ESPN. He'll help us break it down and see if we can find a winner or two. This is Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon, Matt Humans, and Wes Reynolds with you. And it is time to bring in our guest. It is the member guest part of the show. 
It is David Bierman. He is the deputy editor of ESPN Chalk. That's ESPN Sports Betting Publication. You can follow him on Twitter at ESPN. David, good to have you back on the program, a repeat offender here on Long Shots. And you are very familiar with Florida golf, the, the sand bunkers, the palm trees, the wind, the water, the Bermuda greens, because, of course, you are a Florida Gator. So, so tell us about this track in Orlando, Bay Hill. What skill sets do you see being helpful for uh, what is going to take somebody to the top of the leaderboard this week hi guys thanks for uh, thanks for having me on and uh, you guys are having me on to pick the golf when you guys are the ones that have hit five in a row so maybe i should be <laughs> having you guys make the pick so uh big kudos out to you guys and, and yes you mentioned uh familiar with the florida golf i grew up there spent the first half of my life down there and i was near the beach but i spent more time in sand on the golf courses than on the beach and these courses that that's what you have you have you know 109 bunkers you have water on nine out of the 12 holes this is the type of course just like you saw last week out in, in, in the west coast of florida and you'll see at the honda and you'll see at the at Sawgrass up in Jacksonville is you need to hit the greens. You got to get it out there, and you need to hit the greens. And shot making is as important here on these courses as, as anywhere in the country when it comes to playing a Florida course. You can miss the fairways and get away with it as long as you can scramble well. But if you miss the greens, you're in for a lot of hurt on these courses. They're guarded by water. They're guarded by sand. Uh, you saw what Victor Hovland made a mess of the 18th hole last week on Saturday. And that happens a lot more than you think when it comes to these courses. And then, of course, you, you have the weather. And last year, this was the hardest course of the entire season because the wind was so bad for all four days. They're supposed to have good weather this week, except for Saturday. Um, but you really, really don't know what you're going to get out of the weather down there, especially at a course like uh, Bay Hill. But you really need shot-making ability to avoid the bunkers, avoid the water, get on the green uh, where you can then score if you get on the playing surface. David, uh, the uh, favorite this week down here at the uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill Golf Club and Lodge in Orlando is Rory McIlroy at 9-1. to Seen him even some 10-1 to at some places. Uh, obviously, he prefers the Florida swing to the West Coast swing. He was sixth last week at the workday at the concession. He's won here before. Actually, has not finished outside the top six the last four years. Top of the board at 9-1. to And look, uh, I was making a comment earlier. I feel like this is a week where we're he's going to win or he certainly could win but I just couldn't pull the trigger at nine to one uh, where do you assess Rory's game at this standpoint I do think he's someone that can absolutely go out there and win and that's why he's a favorite nor nine to one is I with you it's, it's short it's almost too short if you can find the tens out there that might make you feel a little bit better but Rory is the class of the field this week he's one of six golfers that have won three times or more since 2004 in Florida, joining Adam Scott, Ernie Els, and Luke Donald. And as you notice, none of them are Americans there. So you, you have a lot of foreign power on these courses. And Rory, you know, you saw him play really, really well last week, bouncing back at concession after missing the cut a few weeks earlier to end that long streak. Uh, he loves playing in Florida. He plays it very, very well, and his game was really, really on last week. He struggled on a couple of holes that prevented him from seriously contending, but he was up on that leaderboard. If you're going to play a favorite this week, it would be Rory, as opposed to taking someone like Bryson DeChambeau, who, depending on what day it was last week, depending on how he did, you never see a guy like him shoot 77 one day and about 64 the next. Um, so of the two, I would take Rory just because he plays Florida so well among the best in the game with that. But that price is kind of short for me. 
David, it seems like every week when I watch uh, ESPN Daily Wager or uh, read your handicapping stories on Chuck, somebody's on Rory. Everybody loves Rory. That should be a sitcom on the Golf Channel. Uh, <laughs> if you pass on Rory or you pass on DeChambeau, who else at a short price this week do you like near the top of the board? Right now, the shortest price I'm taking is Sung J.M. Okay. Uh, two appearances at this course at Bay Hill. He has a third and a T-third the last two years. Also has played well recently worldwide. He had a T-17 in Phoenix, T-17 at the MX, and a T-5 at the, at the Century to begin the season. He also won the Honda Classic in 2020 last year. And of his now seven appearances in the state of Florida, he has four top fives. He was a really popular pick last week at the concession and finished middle of the pack. I think people were just one week off on him. He plays very well in Florida. And to me, he has the, the best metric of them all is he's really good tee to green. And that's what this course is. If you look at all the metrics out there, shots gained, tee to green, how do you get to that green? Sun JM at 22 to 1 is someone I'm going to play. And another one around that vicinity would be Matt Fitzpatrick. I, and I told Matt this last year, love this kid. He's at 25 to 1. He's played extremely well in stacked fields the last couple of weeks. T11 and T5 in the last two weeks. And then in Dubai, he finished in the top half at T17. Played this course well with a T9 and a, and a runner-up finished the last two years. And also, as just like I mentioned with Sunjay, has the metrics to get it done, 20th and T to green and 23rd total. David, there's been a lot of buzz. You mentioned uh, Bryson DeChambeau. There's been a lot of conversation about this guy on the sixth hole, the par five at Bay Hill, trying to drive the green, a par five. What do you think the chances are for Bryson DeChambeau this week? He hasn't been outstanding as of late, but he's got a really good history here at Bay Hill in just a few visits. He does play this course well. I just I don't want to take Bryson at 12 to 1. If the price was higher, I'd consider it. He's a guy, it, it's hit or miss with him. You saw it last week at the concession where he could shoot a 77, look like the world's worst golfer, but then turn around and have the best round of the day at eight under par. With Bryson, it's always going to be risk reward. Sure, he's going to try to drive the green, but if he misses, he's going to get a seven because he's going to be in the water. So he's someone that I'm not going to take to win. I may play him in the top 20s and matchups. The problem with matchups is Bryson's a popular pick, so he's going to get not very good odds. So I'm going to look to see what those odds are going to be in the matchups, but he is not something I'm going to play to win the event. David, I know in your column every week on ESPN, Chuck, you and the crew, uh, Doug Kazarian and uh, Chris the Bear Felica and uh, cast of thousands, post your golf bets and your picks <laughs> every week uh, for a given event. And I know you guys like the top 10s and the top 20s they offer at DraftKings and a couple other places and any longer shots that you're maybe looking for outrights or maybe guys that you don't think are going to win, but you like them for top 10s or 20s. Sure. One of the guys I'm going to throw out there, and I had mentioned a few minutes ago that, that this course sets up and plays well with a lot of the Europeans and foreigners out there. You've had just as many Aussies win at this course as you have seen Americans since, 2000, uh, since 2004. So it sets up well, and some of the guys I'm looking at, I like Tommy Fleetwood. He has not played great lately. His current form isn't good, but he has played well here. And at 35-1, to 1, you're getting an outstanding price for Tommy. He finished third two years ago. Missed the cut last year, but that's sort of understandable because he went in the water on 18 at the Honda to cost himself that victory. Uh, some of the other ones out there that are a little bit longer odds, I like Ian Poulter, another European who plays very, very well in Florida. You can get him at 90 to 1. He's, he 
has half his year he spends in Florida. It's his, it's his base there. So a lot of these guys who are from Europe, when they come over and they play on the tour, they set up shop in Orlando or the Jupiter area down south. Poulter, 90-1. to 1. Uh, A couple of other good ball strikers out there, Corey Connors at 81 and Luke List at 100 to 1. Guys that can actually hit the greens and score well because they're staying out of trouble are guys that I look at. And let's not discount what uh, what our guy from the Genesis, Sam Burns, almost went wire to wire, had a little trouble late on Sunday. You get 40 to 1 on somebody who does everything well recently. All of his metrics, tee to green, proximity to the hole, and he's one of the best putters on tour at 41. I think you're getting a good price on him to play very well in Florida. That's interesting. Uh, I talked to Jeff Sherman at the Westgate Superbook, and he likes Sam Burns. I know Wes likes him. Uh, both those guys also match up on Francesco Molinari this week. Sam Burns as high as uh, 45 or 50 to 1 at some spots. Uh, Wes, you, you left off Anita Marks. Why didn't you mention her? I, I Ed, the name was slipping my mind. I was Our trying time. to get the question in. I don't want to shortchange Anita. I wouldn't dare do yeah, that. It was rude of you, uh, <laughs> David. When you play golf with Anita Marks, who wins? Who's the better golfer? We have played uh, two times. We had to draw one time, and I uh, had a two-shot lead going to 17 <laughs> on the second time. I taunted her because her drive landed in the bunker on 17, and I said she should have brought a bathing suit. She's been in the freaking beach all day. I then put my drive into the water, lost the hole, <laughs> lost the next hole, and she won the round. So that was me on 17 taunting her when her tee shot went into the trap, and I followed mine in a little bit of a splashdown on the far three. Oh, uh, so we're actually – Oh, one and one against Anita. I won the match play. Uh, I, she won the match play, and I won the, uh, the 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 popular vote, as she calls it. That's bad. That's bad karma. You taunted her. You sp- talked too soon. Uh, that's hilarious. Great I story. I did. I did. Follow David Beerman, ESPN Chalk at D Beerman, ESPN. Did you play any matchups or anything else you're looking at this week at the uh, Arnie Palmer at Bay Hill? I have not played the matchups yet. I've actually spent the last uh, 48 hours unpacking boxes since I just moved into a new house. But I will be looking at the matchups wow. later tonight. But a couple of the other guys that I actually am, am looking at the play will be uh, Willie Zalatoris, who is really, really good at Tita Greens. He's eighth on tour there and obviously has been playing as good as anybody without that W. And, of course, you know, you'd be dumb not to look at how Victor Hovland, I think the price is too short at 12-1. to 1. You just don't see Hovland and Bryson DeChambeau being the same price. But if I can get a good price with him in a matchup, I'm going to take that because he probably wins that event last weekend if he doesn't mess up 18 on Saturday. He finished T2 and got a, got a Matt Eumann's David Behrman score on, on 18 on Saturday. David, uh, this is a, a market, the matchups uh, we're talking about here, where you can really pick somebody out that you want to go against this week. And I wonder if there is somebody that you're planning on going against in the matchups or what have you, uh, somebody that you think maybe is not in good current form or doesn't match up well with this course this week. There's actually two names that come to mind, and that's what I'm going to do later tonight to try to fade them, is is Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth. And people listening might say, oh, wow, those are two big names. Ricky has been playing awful all year, uh, trying a new swing, new clubs, and has not really gotten to form yet. And Jordan, on the flip side, has played very, very well but he's not a, not a Florida golfer. He's never played Bay Hill and he hasn't played very well in Florida. It's not his style. I know weather wise, it's similar to Texas, but the courses are different. So Jordan Spieth is always a popular play. You're always going to get a good price to fade him. And I'll be continuing to fade Ricky as I historically do almost every single week. 
David, uh, about 37 days away now from the Masters back in the traditional slot here in uh, April. And uh, any thoughts or any bets that you've made so far this season? Obviously, the market adjusts week to week based on uh, who wins and who plays well and who doesn't play well. Any thoughts on uh, who you like for the green jacket here in a couple months? It, it's hard to imagine that, that Dustin Johnson wouldn't go in there as the favorite. He's the best player in the world right now and playing it. He deserves to be the favorite. Um, I, I just mentioned fading Jordan Spieth at this event, but here's a guy who's playing exceptionally well and has won a couple of times there. You get as good of a price as you're going to get at Jordan you know, before the season with somebody I played because his number was so, it was in the, in the 50s at the time. I played it. I don't think he's going to win, but I thought the odds were too good not to play him. Um, some other guys that I think will obviously be there in contention is I think John Rahm is someone who's always there and who's that close to winning a major. Uh, so I'm going to be playing John Rahm a couple of ways. I'll probably play Tony Finau not to win because you don't want to play Tony <laughs> to win. You never do. But play him top five and top tens, which I've been cashing at the cash register every single week like it's candy. Uh, continue to play him in top fives and tens. He did let me down this last week when he bogeyed 17. It was the first time all year that I didn't cash on Tony, um, but he'll be in contention. He's just not going to win it because that's what Tony does. Top 10 Tony. And uh, yeah, it's tough Top to bet Tony. on the futures, but uh, he's probably going to be in contention. Like Brady Cannon said last week at Augusta. What about a guy like Colin Morikawa? You know, we just talked about him and uh, uh, his win last week in Bradenton. How do you think his game translates to Augusta, David? As long as he can putt well, and I know he struggled last week putting, even though he won, but the week before he struggled out in L.A. If 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 Colin Markow is putting well, he can win any single event that he plays in. Now, you saw what he did at the PGA last year. As long as he can play those greens well, he's as good of a ball striker as any, and you've seen that at the PGA, and you saw that last week. My only concern with Colin is putting. It got him in trouble early on Sunday when he missed a couple of short putts to give away the lead, but then he got it back because his iron game was that good. I do like Colin. I just I am concerned of whether he can play those greens well. David, thank you so much. Uh, we'll let you get back to moving into your new house, and uh, you enjoy uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill, my friend. Thanks, guys. I, I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm, I'm off this week for the move, and hopefully I can just tear up some, some golf on my TV and watch it. And It's good to be back on, and say hello to everybody for me. All right, you that is it. David Bierman. You can follow him on Twitter at ESPN. And, Wes, I, I'm wondering, did you guys consult each other before the show? Because I think he has the same plays as you. Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood. Uh, yeah, Connor, Fitzpatrick Burns, is the only Burns. one I did not play, though. Uh, and, and look, I understand why. We got parking lotted humans. He's, <laughs> he, he's very popular, uh, uh, obviously, this week. He has very good form here, uh, two top tens the last two years. But I did not go ahead and take Fitz. But we we did land on some of the plays. We did land on Fleetwood and uh, Burns and, and the like, as you mentioned. And Jeff Sherman as well. You mentioned, uh, who, who's he on? Uh, Burns, Molinari, and Fitzpatrick as well? Uh, he didn't say Fitz. He said uh, Molinari and uh, Sam Burns. Those are Jeff Sherman's uh, top two plays this week in the uh, Palmer at Bay Hill. Yeah. All right. Well, next up, we have our producer, Nick Henyon, who has come up with pick the place for a few guys. And uh, Molinari and Fitzpatrick are a couple of those guys uh, in the next segment that we will discuss. And then also a gentleman that uh, David Bierman mentioned that he's looking to fade this week, and that's Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler, as you know, Wes, is now outside of the top 50 in the world rankings, and it's getting ever so close to where he will be on the outside looking in to be rolling down Magnolia Lane for the Masters pretty soon. Yeah, 
God, this is where he's got to get going here on this Florida swing. Uh, some good courses coming up, though. PGA National for the uh, 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 Honda. And then, of course, the Players' Championship where he won at TC, TPC Sawgrass. So time to get going if you're Ricky Fowler. Yeah, two wins coming up on courses that Ricky has won at before. Of course, the Players' Championship, as you mentioned, and the Honda Classic. He's typically played well at the Honda Classic year in and year out. He's also typically played well in Phoenix, and he missed the cut there this year. We will see. It is Pick the Place coming up next. It's Long Shots on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. long shots it is uh the pick the place segment where we take a few players and try and guess where they will place in the tournament coming up that of course is the arnold palmer invitational at bay hill or maybe find what the best bet is maybe as far as where they will place in the tournament and we'll start with francesco molinari who's really come into form uh since basically taking the last year off uh wes i will start with you to finish top 10 for molinari and i know you have a ticket on him to win outright so top 10 at plus two 275, a top 20 finish at plus 138, or a top 30 finish at minus 106. Which bet do you prefer there? Yeah, I suppose I have to go top 10 here, although I don't think the price on top 20 is that bad. Uh, look, uh, three of the last four events he's been in the top 10. He obviously comes back to a place where he's won before. Uh, actually, his last appearance here at Bay Hill was a win in 2019. Uh, 
I think he's in uh, he's in very good form. Uh, this is a course that Europeans tend to win on. Uh, potential wind on the weekend, maybe not as pronounced as last year's uh, event. Uh, but uh, if there's wind blowing, I think you got to like his chances. He plays in a lot of those conditions. You know, when I looked at this, I was handicapping this field. I said, I know Wes is going to be a Molinari. I could just see it. I could, that was going to be one of his plays this week. I'm not going to get greedy here, Brady. Uh, I do like that top 10 price, but I'm going to go top 20 here at plus 138. Uh, let's just take a, a plus price uh, that's, uh, like Wes said, a reasonable price here. Uh, top 20 to me is a much safer bet, so I'll play that. Uh, yeah, that's where I would be as well. I, I don't want to get too aggressive. The guy's been playing well, and uh -huh. I think he has a great chance to finish top 20, so I would go that direction as well. Next player is Matt Fitzpatrick, who's been a popular choice this week for a lot of people. A little lower on the price for top 10 at plus 225. I'll start with you, Matt. Top 20 is plus 125, and a top 30 at minus 136. Yeah, this is a tough one because Fitz is uh, one of my top five plays this week. I always, always worry about his putting. But on this track at Bay Hill, he's got a uh, pretty good track record. And uh, he was second place here in 2019. I kind of feel like this guy's close to breaking through. I don't know about winning, but he's in the hunt. He's at the top of the leaderboard. I'll, I'll go top 10 here at plus 225 because I actually like Fitzpatrick's chances this week. I don't say that very often, but I like the way he's playing right now. One of the surprising things when you look at Fitzpatrick's game, he's not very big off the tee. You know he's very he's pretty good and, and flushes the irons uh, uh, really well. But and this is such a long course. This is I, I think seventy four hundred plus yards, but it plays longer than that. So it's very similar to Riviera in that regard. In the fact that you do have a lot of dog legs here, so you have some forced layups, uh, except for maybe some of the bigger hitters, but. That could play into Fitz's hands here. And uh, I did not bet him on the outright this week, but uh, I got to think he's going to go well. Ninth and second his last two times here. So uh, I'll go with top 10. Yeah, I think top 20 might be a little bit of a cop out. I, I might take a little bit of a gamble and go top 10 on uh, Fitzpatrick at plus 225. He's really got the stats. The flat stick's been great. Um, he's been one of the hottest players on tour the last few weeks. The last gentleman, Ricky Fowler, of course, David Bierman says he's fading Fowler this week in matchups wherever he can find a spot to do so. Ricky Fowler for a top 20 finish is 3-1. to one. A top 30 finish is plus 188. And if you want to bet Ricky to miss the cut, he's plus 180. Wes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's had only uh, the the uh, third place finish, I believe. Uh, what year that was? That was back in uh, 2013. So he has had a good finish here before. But you know, the, I know he's still working on a swing, and the game really hasn't been in shape. Uh, he did pop on a couple of statistical categories that I did look at. He's uh, actually very good on uh, par threes of 200 or more yards, 200 to 225, which is something I used this week because three of the of the uh, par three or three of the four par threes here are longer than 215 yards. So he's very good with the uh, longer irons here. He was in that top 10 for strokes gained on those par threes. So uh, I'm not real super confident. Let's go top 30, 188. I was going to say the same thing, top 30. I think uh, Fowler is going to make a decent account of himself this week. Uh, he's not playing anywhere near the level that you would consider him on a futures bet to win a tournament right now, but I think he is playing well enough to finish 
a top 30 at plus 188. That's where I'm going to go, Brady. Well, it was funny. We saw a tweet. Uh, Brian Wacker, who I believe is with Golf Digest, does uh, kind of an Adam Schefter of Golf Digest, does a lot of reporting like that, talking about Ricky Fowler is really under the gun to make the Masters. And Nick Faldo responded to the tweet and said, well, if he doesn't make the Masters, he can always go shoot another six commercials. <laughs> so Faldo with a little jab there at Mr. Fowler. I, I think I might uh, continue with the jab and, and bet the missed cut. Here. Wow. The, the, the top 30 is certainly, you know, reasonable. And plus 180 a heck of a price, but uh, I might go plus 180 and bet the kid to miss the cut. The game has just not been there for Nick quite Fowler a while now. and Brady Cannon piling on Ricky Fowler. Piling on. Major implications is next. The Masters may be without Mr. Fowler, but uh, we'll talk about some other players coming up next right here on Long Shots. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon, Matt Humans, and Wes Reynolds with you. And it is the first major of the season coming up here, our major implications segment, the first major on the calendar just 37 days away. The Masters at Augusta National will tee off on April the 8th, 2021. And we have a new little game for season three of Long Shots. And it's called Would You Rather? Who would you rather have a ticket on in your pocket to win the Masters? And Wes, I'll start with you for matchup number one, Max Homer your recent winner at Riviera, or Billy Horschel, who had a nice uh, weekend at the concession last week in the WGC. Max Homa at 100-1, to would you want that ticket, or do you want Horschel at 125-1? to You know, Horschel is the most experienced here. He's got six career starts here at Augusta National, just one of them in the top 25, though. So uh, I'll take a shot with the young gun. I know Max Homa doesn't have a lot of experience here, but... uh, He's won a couple really good events. Recall not only Riviera a couple weeks ago, he won at the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow against a very good field. So uh, he's comfortable competing with the big boys. So I take Max Homa 101. And I'm going to go with uh, Max Homa, too. I'm not a Billy Ho fan. And uh, since I, I have to show some loyalty here, uh, Brady, because uh, Max Homa cashed for me at 70 to 1 uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm going to stick with Max. Um, Billy Horschel, I'm always surprised when you see him near the top of the leaderboard. Uh, now, he did play well last week, and uh, I think that's, it's a rarity when you see him play that well. So I'm going to go with Homa. I knew you had a special place in your heart for Homa. Well, when one. a guy catches for you, yeah. you got to stay loyal to the, to the guys who pay you off. That's a big cash, too. Yeah. Um, I, I would go with Homa, too, and it's uh, what you referenced, Wes, about Billy Horschel having been to Augusta half a dozen times but never really fares well there. And I think it's it's the Florida roots. Of course, the Florida Gator puts well on Bermuda grass and, and usually shows up in that type of venue but really hasn't been able to figure out the bent grass greens of Augusta just yet. I'll go with the Cal Bear over the Florida Gator. Matchup number two, uh, Wes, I will start with you again. Bubba Watson, of course, a two-time winner here at Augusta. You can get him at 50-1, to one, or one of your darlings last year that came up runner-up, Cameron Smith at 60-1. to one. Who do you prefer here? Yeah, I'm going to go with the mullet man, Cameron Smith, even though Bubba Watson obviously has more of the Augusta pedigree, as you mentioned. Uh, Cameron Smith was the guy I did play last weekend at the Workday 
third round did not go well. He shot five over par on Saturday that took him out of contention. He was, uh, I think, one off the lead going into the weekend. But he showed a little grit. He was out of the tournament, and he didn't give it up and just pack it in. Shot five under on Sunday, ended up just outside the top 10, T11. Gained almost four strokes on his round putting on Sunday. So that shows me he's got a little bit of metal, and he's got, uh, you know, he's not going to give in, and he'll be willing to grind it out. So uh, Cameron Smith, T2 here last year. He's got another top five finish. Uh, I think he's just going to take to this place. I know he's half the price that he was last year, but I go with the mullet man Aussie, Cam Smith. I'm going to go the same way. Last week I mentioned uh, Cameron Smith at 70-1, to one, one of my early Masters plays, yeah, Brady. Right. You, you and I talked about the correlation between Riviera and Augusta. So Cameron Smith, I think, is a player uh, you have to look at in the Masters, especially at those odds. And, you know, Bubba Watson, of course he's won uh, at Augusta, and we know the course fits him as a lefty. But I just think Bubba's best days are in the past, and uh, I, I don't see much value in Bubba at these odds. Well, a couple things going for Bubba there. Of course, he's won the Masters before, and you mentioned the Riviera correlation. He, has he won there twice or three times, Wes, the L.A. Open? Uh, I believe he's won three times. Yeah, three times. So he absolutely has that Riviera connection. But I I agree with you, Matt. The form isn't there. I bet Bubba Watson to win the Masters last year when he had a top 10 at Torrey Pines, and then he followed that up with a top 10 at Phoenix. And I said, here he comes. He's going to be in prime shape when he rolls down Magnolia Lane as a two-time winner. Uh, He did not show up that great at Augusta last year. Mm -hmm. I I think he just barely made the cut, finished in the 40s or the 50s or something like that. He missed the cut at Riviera this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just hasn't been in form, and Cameron Smith has absolutely been in great form, really ever since he showed up at Augusta last year and finished second runner-up to Dustin Johnson. So I'd be with you guys there on the Aussie. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you on this one. A couple of long bombs. Russell Henley at 150-1, to one, or Siwoo Kim, your winner at the American Express about a month ago. He's also at 150-1. to one. I've never placed a bet on Russell Henley, and I'm not going to now. I'm going to go with uh, Siwoo Kim at 150, but these are not two players who are uh, on my radar very often. But I do think Siwoo Kim would be my choice here at 150, Wes. If this was a Pete Dye design, I would definitely <laughs> like Siwoo Kim because he's kind of becoming mm-hmm. a specialist on that. Uh, Russell Henley, we know we've talked about it before, Brady, prefers the Bermuda. Yeah. This is obviously bent grass, but he is a he is a Georgia Bulldog, so uh, – you know, at least some nearby uh, play here for Russell Henley. But uh, he has made the cut, I believe, uh, four of the last five times. T11 was his best finish in 2017. Has not played this the last two years, so I got to think he's excited to return to Augusta, which is not too far from his hometown in Macon, Georgia. Russell (laughs) Henley for me. Yeah, it is a really tough one you've put up here, Nick. I, I'm not in love with either of these players either. And and I think for certain courses, obviously the Amex, Pete Dye design, what have you, for Siwoo Kim. I think uh, Henley's a great ball striker. His stats really fly off the page, but I just don't know if Augusta's a great fit for him. I, I'd probably lean a little bit with Henley because of the experience and, and the proximity as far as the familiarity with his hometown and whatnot. I, I'd probably lean with Mr. Henley at 150-1 to one over Siwoo Kim. Uh, plays for the Masters, I know, Wes, your pocket is still empty with nobody that you've bet for the Masters. Do you have anybody in mind that you're thinking about? Well, a couple of them you guys have played. Cameron Smith is a guy I'm clearly looking to add. I missed a little bit of the boat, but not too much. Uh, uh, looking a little bit at Xander Schauffele, uh, 
Uh, Tyrrell Hatton could be a Mm -hmm. possibility, but I think I may like him more for the Open or the U.S. Open rather than the Masters. But uh, we'll have a full card, I think. uh, And I'll probably, you know, I know David Bierman said, hey, you can't bet Tony Finau to win. So I'll do both, and I'll bet top 10 Tony, top 5 Tony. But I'm going to bet win Tony, too. I think he is going to win (laughs) a big event at some point. It could be the Masters. Maybe it's the players. But it's not going to be the – greater Pahrump classic or something. It's going to be a big one. That one's been canceled for COVID reasons. This year. <laughs> I'm not going to play the greater Pahrump, uh, greater Pahrump classic. Um, I actually do have a few. I talked about these last week, and I thought you, uh, Brady, we talked about Cameron Smith. You got to get ahead of the curve and get the number before it drops. And when Cameron Smith started playing well last week in Bradenton, I knew that number was going to disappear. I got him at 70 to 1. I think he's down to 60 at most spots at this point. Uh, Xander Shoffley, I did play at 22 to one. Just can't get away from Xander. Uh, he's he's in a you know it's peaks and valleys in a golf season. He's in a valley right now. Hopefully he's going to peak again once we get around to Masters time. I did add one play this week uh, that we uh, have not yet reported on, and that is Louis Oosthuizen, who uh, lost in a playoff here to Bubba Watson a few years back, in really good form right now. 29th at Torrey Pines. He was 11th in Phoenix and sixth last weekend at the Concession. I like the progressive trend that Louis is on and I'll bet him at 75 to 1 to win the Masters. We'll come back and wrap up the program, get to our plays for the Arnold Palmer Invitational right here on Long Shots. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Welcome back to Long Shots here on VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon, Matt Humans, and Wes Reynolds with you. It is the match play segment where we do all of our plays that we have in pocket for the upcoming PGA event. And that, of course, is the Arnold Palmer Invitational at the Bay Hill Club and Lodge. And I will start with you, Mr. Humans. Your outrights, any top 10s, top 20s, uh, head to head matchups that you have done this week. And, and I tell you, you always send an email out in the morning with all your plays so we can kind of brush up on those and see what you have. And it really surprised me to see that you went to the well with Johnny Manziel this week. Who was that? Who? You, you picked Johnny Manziel <laughs> to win the golf tournament this Johnny week. Johnny Manziel? Uh, I got Sunjay M. I got him <laughs> to win. I, and I never Did you see that? Johnny's uh, decided uh, he's going to become a pro golfer now. I did not see that. I've been busy on other things, college hoops and golf today. I, and you know, Johnny Manziel has been such a uh, he's been such a loser the past couple of years. I tune out all that stuff about the the newest clown football league he joins or whatever. Uh, he's he's a he's a cartoon character at this point. Uh, Sun J M's one guy I did play in the Ar- Arnold Palmer this week, and uh, I was you know I'm not crazy about this tournament. Uh, and when you look at last year's results, I think they're skewed because it was so windy and so many players struggled. So I didn't focus too much on what happened last year. But if you look on recent uh, performances here, uh, M has two third-place finishes at Bay Hill. And I, I looked at several statistical categories, and he really uh, ranks sky high and profiles well as a player who should be in the top 10 this weekend at 23-1. to 1. I thought, all right, I'm going to take a shot. We talked about him last week. We were hot on him going into uh, Bradenton in the workday, and it didn't really pan out. Maybe uh, we were a week early on Sunday M. Let's hope so. So I'm going to play him here at 23 to 1. Matthew Fitzpatrick, second place here in 2019. Uh, so he's got a pretty good Bay Hill track record. I always worry about his uh, putting and uh, the fact that he could finish off a tournament. Not exactly a closer on the PGA Tour, but I'll, I'll play Fitzpatrick at 25 to 1. Will Zalatoris. I have not played him yet. Uh, this season. I know a lot of golf betters been trying to get him at a good price before he wins, you know, for the first time. He's a former Wake Forest player, so I know uh, Wes can appreciate that Wake Forest link with uh, Arnold Palmer, but Zalatoris has got four top tens this season. Top ten in strokes gained, tee to green. Uh, at some point, he's going to flirt with a, uh, a chance to win a a tournament here. At 45 to 1, you got to get the price before it drops. Jason Kokrak, uh, I think he's up around 50 to 1 at some spots for people who want to grab uh, Kokrak this week. And why not? Uh, top 10 uh, last week, three top 10s in Bay Hill, including the past two years. So Kokrak's a guy who uh, we got a little bit excited about at Riviera before he faded on Saturday. Yeah. And I know that um, one of you guys, was it U.S. or Brady? One of you guys had Kokrak at Riviera. I think, I think you might have. I, I think had I, I had Fitzpatrick at Riviera. I okay. was really excited after day one, but that didn't last. Yeah, long, Kokrak so. couldn't quite get there. Mark Leishman's the last guy. Leishman never wins when I bet him. All right? So <laughs> you might not want to tail this play. Uh, this guy always flops when I play him, but he won here in 2017. Uh, he was second in 2020. He's a very good player in the wind. I think we're going to have one day of uh, rain and wind, and it looks like Saturday this week. But a 50 to 1, where I don't really want to play any favorites this week. I wanted to look for long shots. I really couldn't pass up Leishman at 50. 
Northwest. That is a very good narrative on Will Zalatoris, that college narrative of Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm. Uh, you know what? That was almost too much of a storybook ending for me to back him this week. You know? Hey, you know I love Narrative Street. Yes, uh, you do. You do. <laughs> I love it when they work out in the uh, the maybe the one percent of the time they work out, and the ninety nine percent where they don't come true. But uh, anywho, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, get to my card here on the outrights. Uh, uh, Tyrrell Hatton, we're going to try it two years in a row here at this event. Uh, I had Tyrrell Hatton 18 to 1 and uh, had him 60 to 1 last year. Look, uh, he's now the number six player in the world. Yeah. He's actually the highest ranked player in the field, even though his odds don't indicate that. <laughs> and his price is similar to last week against, uh, and this is a weaker field as he's the defending champion. Was fifth last week in ball striking. That's T plus approach. Sixth in approach, ninth in strokes gain putting over the last of a course of uh, 24 rounds. Uh, really lost a lot of strokes. Was a mess around the green with his chip and his pitch game. So uh, I do like him. Uh, uh, ranked top 10 in approach and putting last week as well. So 18 to 1. Uh, Francesco Molinari 30 to 1. Uh, mentioned uh, top three or top 10 finishes in three of the last four events. Former winner here. Uh, look, trying to get back on that European Ryder Cup team. And I think guys now are going to start to be really thinking about that. And who was his mate at that last Ryder Cup in 2018? The other half of Mollywood, that would be Tommy Fleetwood, 45 to 1. Out of form a little bit late, but two top 10s here and four starts. Five top 10s and nine career Florida swing starts. Uh, Remember the miscut he had here last year was just a week after he was in contention to win at the Honda Classic and then went for the green and hit the ball in the water on 18, and that's what cost him the tournament. So there was a little hangover for that. Like Matt said, Jason Kokrak, we share that play. T9 last week, and he was fourth in the field off the tee and ninth for strokes gain putting. So Jason Kokrak. uh, Sam Burns uh, has never really contended here. He's got two made cuts here, but – He's always putted well here. He's had eight career rounds here at uh, Bayhill Club and Lodge. Uh, 11.7 strokes gained putting over eight rounds the last two years here on these really lightning fast Bermuda greens. Should be able to take advantage of the par fives. Actually second on tour the last 24 rounds for strokes gained on the par five. He's been in the final group twice this year at Torrey Pines and Riviera and by final group Sunday final group. Uh, you know, has had to go through a little bit of pain, and sometimes that's what you have to do on this PGA Tour to get a win. So Sam Burns, 50-1. to one. Uh, A couple of uh, of longer shots I did play, and I'll get to them really quickly. Uh, Christian Bezudenhut at 80-1, uh, to one, uh, South African player. Uh, mate Brandon Grace won last week. I was 18th here on debut last year, and that was actually his first event on American soil as a golf professional. So... Christian Bezudenhut, 80 to 1, and then the two triple digit guys. Uh, we went with Wyndham Clark, 100 to 1. T8, last time out at Riviera. Big hitter that's going to take advantage of the par fives. Uh, very good scrambler, very good touch around the green. So uh, I think he could go well, and he's a big hitter and take advantage of those fives. Uh, and then Chris Kirk, 130 to 1. Uh, Four finishes of 16th or better, last seven appearances here. Two top 20s this year. Regained his card. At the Sony Open, his full-time playing privileges. So uh, Chris Kirk, 130. 
Yeah, he's really come back into good form, Chris Kirk. 130 is a pretty nice price on him. I'm, I'm with you on Terrell Hatton. Of course, we both hit him last year. A little bigger price than he is this year, but uh, he really jumped off the page for me as far as the stats. I used a couple of different courses uh, to correlate here with Bay Hill. TPC Boston, another Arnold Palmer design. Also, Shadow Creek. If you look at the ball strikers that were at the top of the leaderboard uh, at the CJ Cup last October, a lot of the same guys that you find here at Bay Hill. And then, of course, TPC Twin Cities, where they play the 3M Open in Minnesota. Terrell Hatton has a 12th and a 25th at TPC Boston, a 4th and a 1st here at Bay Hill. He was 3rd at Shadow Creek. Also, our friend Justin Ray pointed out a stat last year. Bay Hill has more approach shots of greater than 200 yards than any other course on tour. And Terrell Hatton rakes 10th on tour in approaches from better than 200 yards. So I couldn't pass him up again. Uh, we'll see if he can make it two in a row. I got him at 18 to 1. I went to Louis Oosthuizen. I mentioned this in the uh, major implications segment. He's really been on a good run as of late. 29th at Torrey Pines, 11th in Phoenix, 6th at the concession. He was 9th here at Bay Hill in 2015. Uh, also at TPC Boston, he has a second, a 13th, an 8th, and a 12th. Uh, he's 8th in strokes gained overall. And you guys know Louis Oosthuizen is a great ball striker. He's actually getting it done with a short game this year, too. Third in strokes gained putting and 17th in strokes gained around the greens. Uh, a little deeper down the board, I took Cameron Davis. We know about the Australian success here at Bay Hill. Jason Day, Mark Leishman, uh, Davis. He has not missed a cut in 2021. Fished his, uh, finished third at the American Express. 14th at Pebble Beach. He was 29th at TPC Boston last August. Also 16th on tour in a approach from greater than 200 yards. He was also 12th at TPC Twin Cities for the 3M Open. Lanto Griffin, 90-1, to had him at Torrey Pines, uh, has been a hot player so far this year. Only has one prior start at Bay Hill where he finished 36th, but he was also 7th at Shadow Creek back in October, 7th uh, at Torrey Pines earlier this year, 26th at Riviera, and comes off of a 22nd place finish at the concession. Emiliano Grillo plays really well on these Florida courses, not a great putter at all, but his best surface is Bermuda. Got him at 125 to 1, and he just has a laundry list of finishes on the correlating courses. Uh, 23rd in proximity to the hole uh, from the rough on tour. 31st in approach from greater than 200 yards. He just has a lot of stats that make sense here for a real long shot. And then let's make it a triple play with Jason Kokrak. I'm also on Mr. Kokrak. Got him at 50 to 1. I saw him, guys, down to as low as 35 to 1 at Circa. So it looks like uh, Kokrak. Rack is definitely garnering some attention. Three top 10s here at Bay Hill and also two top 20s. One at Shadow Creek in October. Uh, you guys mentioned he was ninth last week at the concession. 34th in strokes gained off the tee. 38th in greens and regulation. And this is another oddity for a guy like Kokrak. Ninth in strokes gained putting. Really has the flat stick going this year. Well, let's hope he's got it going this weekend because we all have Kokrak here at about 50 to 1. That'd be a nice hit. Wes, did you play any head-to-head -head matchups? Uh, just three. Uh, went ahead Alex Noren over Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim, in terms of his strokes gained here at Orlando, one of the worst in the field. Alex Noren, uh, a sneaky long shot this week. Terrell Hatton over Victor Hoplin. Obviously, danger to go after Victor Hoplin, but I think he maybe gets a little regression nice this week. Nice plus price there. Yeah, and then uh, faded Jordan Spieth. I agree with David Bierman. 
uh, uh, like Jason Day over him, a former winner here. Well, I uh, also faded Jordan Spieth. I went with Louis Oosthuizen over Jordan Spieth at minus 125. Emiliano Grillo at minus 130 over Robert McIntyre. And I know McIntyre is a player you like on the yes. European tour, but he struggled last week in his uh, appearance at the concession. I'm hoping that continues for the young man. And I'm uh, I'm high on Emiliano Grillo this week. Minus 130 over McIntyre. And then Ian Poulter at even money over Brandon Todd. That is going to do it for us and the Long Shots program. Enjoy the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill next week. It's the Players' Championship, and we bring in our man Ryan Burr from the Golf Channel to help us break it down. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. Keep it here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only. Must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.